Oh, hello, Marilyn. How are you today? I'm very well, Dan. How are you? I am fine. Oh, <laughs> good. <laughs> I just got back from uh, your neck of the woods up there. I was flying around uh, way up there in uh, huh. San Jose uh, Airport. San Jose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. different from SFO, I found. Used to be all walnuts down there. Walnut. Now it's walnuts and Quiznos. <laughs> One of the great comedy duos. <laughs> yeah. So what's going on? Um, Shaking up uh, some liquid lunch, as you say, as you're so fond of saying. Liquid lunch. The protein. It sounds like you're going to drink some spray paint. Yes, it's it tastes a little better than the spray paint. It's protein, rattle can, protein, they call it. Protein powder in some liquid water. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, that seems efficient. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're getting closer and closer to that dream. Just, just plug you right into that matrix machine. You know what I mean? You know, somebody you tweeted. You just keep working all the way through your nutrition period. Somebody tw 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 tweeted to me back in that old, uh, old yeah. thing. And he, he said, he, you know, cause you know how I'm always talking that I want a, like a nutritionally dense paste. You, uh, you said this, I think as recently as last week that I think and it's not, you're being silly, but not silly. You're looking for something that provides nutrition without being a whole thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of part of it? How would you describe it? Yeah. You know, like, like you can make a protein shake like I'm drinking right now. It's fine. But I think like the idea of, you know, like having like a toothpaste tube. You could just, it's not, instead of toothpaste in there, it's some kind of... It's your rudimentary paste. Yeah. And so uh, the guy's name is Don, and he's at Ray Dancer on Twitter, and his avatar it looks like a manta ray. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. And he says, non-soy, nutritionally dense paste, you say? Mm -hmm. And he linked to a thing called Huel, H-U-E-L. Like which, a Huel, like Huel Babadil? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just <laughs> Yes. And it's apparently it's some kind of powder that is high in protein and fiber and low in salt and sugar and rich in phyt phytonutrients. What was that? Where, where does the protein come from if not soy? <sighs> this is a question. Let's see. It must it must be. Cuz there aren't that many, I mean, you get protein from animals. Okay, okay. It's fine powdered oats and tapioca, it says, which is a carbohydrate. Hmm. Fat and huel powder is from flaxseed, sunflower, and coconut, and the protein powder is pea and rice. Oh, wow. And and is there, a, what kind of flavor does something like that have? Hmm. I don't know. I think, um, I think it, it, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, and this is just something you heard about from Manta Ray. I haven't tried it. You haven't tried it yet. Yeah. Mm -mm. Well, I mean, we're, we're, did you ever try that stuff that was popular for a while? No. What was it called? Soylent. Soylent. No, yeah. because I'm try I don't want to have more soy than I already get in the, the diet. For masculine reasons. Very masculine. Yeah. Oh, apparently it comes in a cinnamon roll flavor. I do too. And a vanilla <laughs> flavor and I berry. I don't tell anybody about it, but you've been on a long flight, you hit that Cinnabon. Woo. Go to the gentleman's. So I was talking to the people on the uh, the uh, flight attendant or stewardess, as you would say, mm -hmm. on um, on the flight on Alaska Spirit. Airlines. Oh, not Spirit. In Alaska. Mm. And they make, they, at certain points in certain flights, they make cookies. And it oh, smelled, wow. on the flight there, it smelled like they were baking, baking them. And they brought them out and they were warm. Yeah. And on the way back, they were just like room temp. 
And I was Interesting. like, "Interesting, what's what? the delta here?" Yeah, so I said, speak. No, <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm sorry. Actually, was that was only partly intended pun. And I said, "Why? Why were they heated on the way here and on the way back? They're not heated." And they said, "Oh, we're not supposed to heat them." I said, "No." They're like, "No, no," because it uh, there's you know there's butter and stuff, and it drips into the bottom of the oven, and it, it can burn. I can't imagine that being something you would do on a typical commercial flight. <laughs> they, they did. They, somebody, somebody's out there, uh, a rogue. Somebody gone rogue. So here he says, I've used the Huel powder for work lunches for a few years now. I've tried Soylent and Jimmy Joy, but I've stuck with Huel mostly because their customer service is amazing. It's not a hot That's home-cooked cool. meal, but it's cheap and quick and better for you than fast food or ramen. Yeah. You know, I have, I have a general thought. That, that, that I'm going to share with you, if you don't mind, because mm-hmm. it's just a general thought that, that has been coming up a lot for me. And I don't know, man, I realize every day how much more I don't mean to be a con- contrary person or no. to be a, yeah, honestly, like it's not, it doesn't, it's not fun for me. And I'm not trying to be like, I'm rarely trying to be just pedantic or as you say, pedantic about it. But, but I mean, so many times when, when people say something and it makes a lot of sense because it follows that kind of, thousands year old pattern of essentially on the one hand and then on the other hand and there's always (laughs) the like oh and this and the that and an example that really made me realize how much i think about how this bugs me is when i heard an otherwise very competent tech adjacent podcast talking about everything that's been going on at open ai which is you know quite a lot going Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. and um and the, the phrase that, that got a, a phrase or a framing, if you like, that got established early in this piece. Now, now remember when this OpenAI thing kind of blew up a couple weeks ago, uh, initially we were all like, what the heck happened? Did Sam Altman marry a goat? Like, what happened? And then you find out there was like, it appears to have been sort of, I don't know, I want to say good faith, but like the board thought he was moving too fast and not being transparent. and. Right fully disclosing with sure. them and that but anyway the way it got framed was that there's there's ai optimists and ia ai i'm sorry there's ai optimists which sounds like a terrible chain restaurant at a mall <laughs> <laughs> come on in <laughs> at ai optimist the plate is always half full <laughs> 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 you guys are going to miss me when I'm dead. This is so um, good. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, there's a, you got AI optimists and AI pessimists. And that, at first you go, oh, that makes sense, right? There are people you can imagine. There are the, the boosters of AI who want to move fast and break things. And then there are the people who like actually care about humanity. And they're like AI pessimists. Or you could even phrase it as any of those ways that represent a binary or a pole polls would, would like you go like well are you um are you happy about ai are you sad about ai you know it's just like wait a minute like that you cannot let framing like that stand if you want to actually understand honestly anything and i, I realize I, I i sometimes probably seem a little bit overboard it's not that i'm out here trying to defend gpt and ai what i am trying to say is it's just, it's wild to me how hmm. many incredibly broad, uh, overly uh, scary headlines come out about this stuff. And then that all becomes like what we call AI. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a, a person like me might say, for example, well, you know, uh, 
Gaza, Palestine, Muslim world is different in the same way that Israel is different from Judaism. And then inside of Judaism, you've got people who are secular Jewish people and people who are very observant Jewish people. And like, but you just, but then what it comes down to is, oh, Gaza's terrorism. And you're like, well, no, like that's okay. But I see how you got there, but you got there because people have been saying a lot of really misleading things that allied a lot of the subtlety that makes this a difficult mm -hmm. problem to address. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the same thing happened here. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to rant here, but anyway, that, that's one that bugs me. But, you know, AI optimists, AI pessimist and you're like well okay give me the defining characteristics in the two columns of, of who those people are because it sounds like you're saying there's people who are just really dumb about how much they love ai and i think the implication sometimes is then there are people who really who are really smart mm -hmm. about how they dislike ai mm -hmm. and it's like well there's no subtlety in that i can i turn to myself and i think well i have the same concerns as everybody else about general ai yeah you know the, yeah you know, there was a funny bit on John Oliver last night. It was all just clips of people on mostly Fox shows talking about just clip after clip after clip of AI in terms of being, well, we've seen the Terminator and we know how that goes. It's like, <laughs> well, that might be taking slippery slope to a new level. But um, I, it's, it's like, okay, and, and one, more, one more anecdote, which is an old anecdote, but it's an anecdote that has really had a... A really big influence on how I think about things, which is that when I said, to, probably ill-advisedly, I said to the admissions director at New College, I can't believe you'd let me get into this school with my <laughs> grades and blah, 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 and like, okay, good ACT, but nothing better than the people who also got a good ACT and good <laughs> grades. Like, right. it was a flyer. And the thing Rab Thornton said to me that I think about a lot was, we're not looking for a well-rounded student, we're looking for a well-rounded class. Mm. So let's mm. take these observations and okay. kind of smash them together. D is an interest in a supplemental food that you shake to eat, does that mean that you're like a, an anti-food activist? Well, no. <laughs> no. I mean, that's kind of an, wouldn't that be kind of an odd conclusion? Yeah. Like maybe that person is that. Did they say that? Or are you just inferring that from what your priors are? And going like, oh, they, they don't like to go out and eat salad with their friends at lunch. They must be anti-food. Or maybe they're anti-social. Or, and it's like, well, no, there's a whole kinds of, like, you don't know what that person's life or day is like. And there's sometimes, you know, speaking of anecdotes, you said something a long time ago in the, probably the first few months of this show that I still think is so goddamn funny. Because <laughs> we were talking about, I had done, you were doing, had Ron Paleo stuff. Mm -hmm. I had done Atkins to great effect. Oh yeah. And, I remember that. And you said something like, we were just talking about what I was like, you know, I was kind of just razzing you a little bit about what you eat and when, and yeah, and you were like, oh, what about corn? You eat, you you eat corn? He's like, no, corn's not my cheat food. And it's really think about <laughs> like, that's a, such a smart thing to say, where you're like, you know, that's a good decision. Like, if I want to eat potato chips, I'm going to eat potato chips. Sure. Does that mean that I'm pro potato chip and will eat potato chips every day? Well, no. As the great Walt Whitman said, you know, I contain multitudes, mm -hmm. and I don't know. I just I feel like this is a, a big pattern to keep an eye on. Let's put it nicely in our own thinking. Let's start with our own thinking, but mm -hmm. let's realize, you know, you go beyond false dichotomies and you start getting into these things that begin with a reckon and end with an observation about the world. And then we put you into a pile like Gen X or Gen Y or whatever, and we know everything we need to know about you because of the year you were born. It's, it's basically like, I was going to say astrology for dumb people, but 
That's astrology. Mm-hmm. Um, like, where were the stars? Where were the stars aligned <laughs> right, when you right, bought right. your shake? And, and like, you really, it doesn't take that far to, you know. And I, I know this comes from just kind of how my brain is, and like, I never, I was never in like debate, obviously, or forensics or anything like that. But like, I do think it is valuable to look at what somebody's telling you, what might be motivating them, either in that belief or in, you know kind of underscoring that belief and mm-hmm. the way that cognitive biases work. And I'm so far from good at any of this, but as somebody who is curious about being less bad at it, it really makes it jump out Right. when people do those sort of snap judgments. Now I'm starting to sound like a Malcolm Gladwell book, but I, I'm, I hope I'm the opposite of a Malcolm Gladwell book because I, my response to almost everything is, yeah, but or yes, sort of, or kind of, but like uh, one interesting, maybe not a bottom line, because bottom lines are the sort of thing I think we're trying to avoid in this approach, is uh, what's the best information I have right now? And like, let's periodically interrogate ourselves about how many things we, a phrase I'm going to invent now, a phrase we just say, like something we just say all the time, and it becomes a truism, Anyway, I know this touches on a lot of stuff, but I'm, I'm, I'm sympathetic to being, not only being a contrarian, whether that's about food or whatever, uh, but also I'm sympathetic to this idea that like the, as we now say, lived experience of other people is kind of important to understanding how they got where they are. And maybe, I don't know, my, my, one of my dearest friends from college, my friend Grant, uh, was born in um, Johannesburg um, to a family. He was vaguely related to like German royalty because you know there's always oh. a whole thing with these countries. Oh yeah. But anyway, and when I met Grant, I was you know I was like, oh, so so I'm Merlin, right? I'm Merlin, and I got a file card. I got a file card on everything. You know, Nicaragua. Oh, uh, they make cigars. Right. Right. Or uh, you know, you go like Panama. That's the canal. Because you got a file card. Because you're just a dumb freaking American that you've got a file card. And I'm like, oh, Grant, who's a very smart guy, very thoughtful guy. We played in bands. And, um, and he conducted my first wedding. He's the best. And Grant, who's from Johannesburg, is practically translucent. <laughs> I want to be really clear about how pale yeah. Grant is. Grant has, like, you know the girl with the dragon tattoo where they bleached her eyebrows? Oh, yeah. He, he, that's his whole body. His whole oh, body wow. looks like it's been bleached by something. And obviously I knew that Grant was a Caucasian person, but I also knew Grant was a very progressive thinker and uh, was very interested in all kinds of things around spirituality and, you know, how the mind works and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, Johannesburg. So you guys must have been really into Nelson Mandela. (laughs) Because I was 19. Right. right. And on the face of it, what else am I going to say? I know Steve Van Zandt said he's not going to play Sun City. Uh, I, I know uh, so it was 24 years in captivity. Are you, are you so blind you cannot see free Nelson Mandela? I said, you guys must have loved Nelson Mandela because you're progressive. And right. he goes, something along the lines of, mm, it's complicated. And so understand here, I'm not standing for no. any good, bad, any person, anything, whatever. Right. I'm so goddamn stupid and from Florida that I said, <laughs> oh, you must have loved Nelson Mandela. He says, you know, the reason that the ANC was kind of, it, it was a problem. Like you can, you can like feel however you feel, but you know, they, they killed a lot of people. Right. ANC like 
blew up a lot of stuff. And like those those bombs, like the bombs of any insurgency, any you know uh, upstart effort like that, it's not just going to harm the people you want to harm. Mm. And even if it did somehow just harm the people you want to harm, there's no guarantee that's going to give you the result that you wanted. Right. So there's all kinds of ways we can look at Nelson Mandela and like, you know, God, look what went on with Winnie. That chick was whack. She, I mean, she, she did some bad stuff. She like killed the kid. Yeah. Yeah, Snoppy killed him. Um. Anyway, so anyway, uh, what I'm saying is like it's it's you, you, we have a jumping off point in any kind of discourse that is our best, hopefully our best guess or understanding of like how something works. Mm -hmm. But that is really just a jumping off point. And rather, rather than, and again, back to cognitive biases, rather than being the jumping off point for proving that everything I've always thought has always been right, it can be <laughs> a jumping off point to say, well, if I interrogate this about myself, I also then end up learning a lot about other people and the subtleties that they see in something that I can't. Mm -hmm. I have so many of these, Dan, I could do a whole series just on dumb shit I used to think. When people used to say horrible, I'm, I'm going to be straight up because I didn't know any better, right? I'm just a, I'm just a dumb kid. And people would say stuff like, "All these black people, they live in slums. Why don't they just move?" Oh, and I yeah. would always be like, "You know, that makes a lot of sense. They must like the slum. Look at them. Look how they love to loot, and <laughs> and and stuff." And you're like, "Because that was that was on. That's what was on TV. That was the thing, you know." Uh, but then you go like, "Well, you know, actually, it's really complicated." Like, let's start with you. Your kid's in school. Mm -hmm. Do you want to move somewhere nicer? Well, I guess. You got the money to? Well, yeah. Well, those folks don't. They don't have the money to just pick up stakes. That's just that, and that's just the beginning. That's not including uh, a, a carceral system where we've got so many black men in jail for having a lid of weed. Well, maybe you're near where you can see dad while he's doing his sentence. It, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm not trying to ghettoize this, but I'm saying everybody's got their reasons. It's just that a lot of us feel like our reasons are really, really good reasons, and everybody else's reasons are pretty flimsy. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I, I, I am, now it has officially become a rant. I'm very sorry. I hope you enjoy your liquid lunch. I finished it while you were doing the rant. It was great. So it worked for everybody is what you're saying. Everyone, literally everyone. Yeah. I mean, do you ever think about stuff like that, though? Yeah, it's, of course. It's, it's, yeah. And it's not fun. It's, and, and I think it's, it's wholly understandable that you could look at somebody like me or i'm sure he wouldn't agree but like syracuse who are like well I, I don't have as we say i don't have a dog in this fight but i but whatever fight is happening like i have a view of this where like i i think you're not really looking at the whole picture or you're cherry picking your evidence or you're doing these different things but then that's when that stuff becomes conventional wisdom coffee's bad for you coffee's good for you wine is bad for you wine is good for you because that's just it's just the, the newest headline based on some fl flimsy unpeer-reviewed piece of crap that was put out as a press release and then that becomes part of our our national story and like i think it's valuable you don't have to become uh what's the word i want to use not a cynic i don't th i don't think you have to become even a well maybe skepticism does help because it helps to go okay hang on hang on you've you've put this thing out there about how the world is and you're either butter side up or butter side down person or right whatever it is and like it drives people nuts to say like well wait a minute what if i i'm not rejecting what you're saying but i am questioning the basis for what you're saying mm-hmm and just because Dan likes likes to drink spray paint at lunch doesn't mean that he hates food. 
and uh, or or that just because I really like using GPT to find out which people have been on Game of Thrones and Doctor Who, that does not mean I am an advocate for the Grey Goo. It's like, it's just it's so it's so desperately unsubtle, and it's 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 recombinated over and over in any kind of discourse mm -hmm. that we just keep digging in further and further on our own stupid bullshit and try to find common cause with with people who agree with our with similar bullshit. And then we wonder why America's so fraught and confused about reality. Mm. Mm. This is deep. Yeah, I didn't mean for it to be. Yeah, I'm gonna go so deep the first, you know, first time I, back. I haven't eaten today. I had some. I had some. Uh, I had some. Uh, I had some. Uh, I had some pasta. Had some you know, you, pasta. you could try. You could try like a nutritionally dense paste. Yeah. Have that instead of pasta. Might do your heart a little good. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Heart Here's strong. The thing. Uh, Pat, the great Pat Oswald. Des has, has desert a, power. Desert power. Mm -hmm. What's that mean? It doesn't it's have a, to be refrigerated? It's a dune thing. Desert power. Mm. I see what you're saying. And you don't eat of the cloven hoof. And you don't, you don't eat any animal. You, uh, don't lie, you don't lie down with another man's animal. Whose top of its head is to the, the back. Yeah, they had, the rules the I think were pretty specific. There was the cloven hoof. You got that. Uh, and then I, I heard there's a science uh, reason behind all that, which is like, hey, you know what? If you're in a desert for 40 years, maybe maybe don't eat leftover shrimp. Because <laughs> because because where are you going to put that? You're just going to put the box, the, put the box under the ox. <laughs> where are you going to put your box? Right. It, the portions are very large. Now, see, that's not nice. I'm doing a voice. The portions are very large. It's really two very large shrimp meals. There you go. So, um, Pat Oswalt though, has a funny bit about, uh, oh God, his first album is so funny. It's a f kind of offensive by today's standards, but I still think it's so hilarious. That's the one where he talks about going to Black Angus. You know, your name That's here is Daisy May. That's the and best. Or potato bombs. Oh, can I get a, uh, can I just get a green salad? <laughs> I'll, I'll suck a cock on Castro Street before I bring you a mixed green, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm. then he talks about he starts talking about remember uh the kfc famous bowls america oh, yeah. has spoken <laughs> well with this globka but we've got really good chicken and we've got this great yeah could you just put all of that <laughs> into a bowl <laughs> you know we could also give it to you on a plate and you could eat it with a fork like a purse <laughs> until they get a gun that i can just shoot into my thigh <laughs> and that's why i would like to have transdermal food I'd like a food patch. Kind of like you for wouldn't cleaning. even need to well, masticate. I, you're sitting there. You're sitting there. You know, uh, drinking drinking spray paint. And, and I'm thinking, like, if I could like get a get a a, a protein unguent. Oh, unguent. I need unguent. <laughs> we stop at Pancake's house. <laughs> I watched it again last night. <laughs> Did you? It's still good. It's still the best movie. Yeah. Hour and thirty eight minutes. Fargo is the best movie. Um, so I, I, speaking of movies, I just want a wide ranging discussion. I just want to jump in with something, a recommendation. I have literally nothing. Uh, well, I, except for all the, that wonderful stuff I just gave you. I, well, it's, that was a lot. Yeah, it was. I saw the Godzilla minus one film. <gasps> I hear good things. It was not only is it my favorite Godzilla movie of all time, but it was... <gasps> What? Yeah, I know. It was probably what makes it your favorite kaiju movie, probably. Well, a hundred percent. And it Whoa. was it it was by far the best movie I've seen this year. It was outstanding. And you know, 
Uh, you remember growing up, you'd watch the Godzilla movies as a kid, and you're like, just show more Godzilla. Just show Godzilla. I don't care. Uh-huh. These, no, we learned, in, we learned in Shin Godzilla, less is more for a while. Right. Don't, this, don't put it all out there. The progression in Shin Godzilla is what makes it so freaking amazing. This movie was so good, and it's all about the people. It's all about relationships, but they do it in a way that like, if someone had told me that before I went to see it, I would have been like, oh, that sucks. That's not what I want. I'm telling you, this movie, forget the fact that it has Godzilla in it. It's just a great, 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 great movie. And I want to tell everybody listening, please, please, even if you don't like kaiju movies, even if you don't care about this, please go see this one and see it in the theater. It, mm-hmm. it like I saw Oppenheimer in the theater and everyone's yeah. like, oh, it's IMAX. It's going to be amazing. I could have watched this thing on my freaking phone. I got it wouldn't it on have made Blu-ray. a difference. As I tell all of my kids, I look forward to enjoying it. It wouldn't it have fine. made a difference if mm-hmm. I watched that thing on my phone versus seeing it's it different. in IMAX. If you see something like 2001, or you see a famous example on Blank Check is Speed Racer. Yeah. We talk about at the end of Speed Racer in true IMAX. And yes. Big, the, there was a moment of silence when the movie ended, and then everyone just started screaming. Because that, that a movie like that is just made for yeah, that format. It's absolutely. really different than, and I hear people saying that about The Killer, which I did not love. Oh. The people who do like The Killer were all like, you, you, you know, have I to go I watch. started it, I haven't finished it. I'm, I mean, I'm not advising against it. I'll watch it again, but uh, Griffin and David in particular are saying like, you, it was, you can't realize how important I say sound, not just the Smith songs, but how how the sound, how important the sound design in that movie is, mm. and you really need to be in this environment where it's just surrounding you, and like, I don't know, I can't, I don't know. I, don't I just thought that that the Godzilla minus one. Please see it in the theater. It's so. I usually, good. I often am a little skeptical of that because it's like, of course, everything's going to be better in the theater. But again, this is yeah. apropos of what we talked about for forty-five minutes earlier, right? Like, yeah, but sometimes it does make a difference. It, it, it. Not I all three D movies sucks. Some three D movies are incredible. Like but, you'd still like this on a smaller screen, but yeah, seeing you get that it, overwhelming feeling. You really want, and and I'll tell you what. The reviews of this thing are amazing. It's crushing the the like box office. It's like the number one foreign language film, the number one j- film from Japan. They're like you know, all these like crazy stats coming in about it. But it really is a, an amazing story. The acting is great. You feel for the characters. Is it, is it in Japanese? It is in Japanese. It is subtitled. It is not dubbed. Mm-hmm. And it's. It's such a great film, and what they—they, they, I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm not going to tell no, no, you anything no. about it. But I, I, w- I think I'll—I have a, an unusually long list of things I want to see in the theater now, but this is definitely going on it. Yeah, this is this is something you got to see. Oh, so good. I want to see. <clears throat> well, now, poor things. I feel like God. I've been so looking forward to this movie, and I think I'd be fine probably watching it at home. But it's when is it? It, it doesn't even show up in theaters here for a couple of days. There's that. I want to see the Scorsese movie, um, but yeah, that that's a that's a good candidate. I bet I can get Junior to go to that. Junior, I got Junior started on. We didn't finish it. But we rarely finish anything, but I, I did get Junior started on Shin Godzilla, and he was pretty. You've, you've seen that, right? Yeah, it was great. I've seen it a couple times. Huh, it's such a good. Movie. I ended but up, I, I'll tell you what, Godzilla minus one is so much better. Okay, I and just, I love I like Shin the, Godzilla. I like the. I just like the way it looked. There's something about. 
modern Japanese movies. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's something with frame rate or lighting or something, but like sometimes it's kind of off putting. But in that movie, the way that movie looks is so good. And all the kind of like the disaster y stuff is really good in that movie. Look at the guy in the, the, guy in the chamber. Right yeah. Now, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that stands, uh, that stands that's official my recommendation. Official recommendation. Godzilla minus one? Yes. Godzilla Please go see one. it. In theaters now. Please Rated go see it. Rated R. Is it? No. I don't know. No, sorry. That's a bit from another podcast. <laughs> I'm going to, you know what? I could is. say I'm going to stop doing other people's bits, but I'm not. Why would uh, you? Uh-oh. No, not going to do it. I'm going to keep stealing from the flop house almost every day. <laughs> okay. Uh, do, do, you have, do you have anybody uh, to tell us about? Not today. Oh, that's fine. I don't know if one way or another. Um, what have I got? See, now I lost my window on your cockamamie program, so I'm not sure what time it is. It's still... Oh, oh how far along we are? 28 yeah. minutes. Oh, all right. We got time. What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you want to talk about? I don't I got lots of stuff I can talk about. I mean, I've always got lots of stuff to talk about, but you know, because, you know, it doesn't take much usually to kind of get me started, you know? Well, I want to hear something you're talking, you've been thinking about, because all I have to talk about is like iPad stuff. And no one wants to hear about that. Let's see things that are interesting. Last week I talked about that um, app that I like for doing 3d models of things with oh camera. my gosh dude i have become oh, that yeah, guy kind of now a -up. Uh, i you, have become you... that guy who's like walks into a room and is like let me show you i want to show you something really cool I know. let me show you something really cool and it, isn't it the truest thing i ever said that it only really makes sense when it's your stuff i was like i'm gonna you know what you mean? Know. like it's cool to look at other people's stuff you're like oh yeah that's a wall but in your case you're like oh my god it understood like how tall the table is yeah and it knew it was a table and it knew it was a table. I knew it was a table. Did you do your whole house? I did the whole house. I did the hotel that I was staying in. I went to my friend's house and did it. I'm going to do it in the gym tomorrow morning and show the owner of the gym. It's a small gym. People look at me like, they're like, they're like, what is the that? staff that you're going to do that? Well, there's only like eight people in the gym. At the time. But you know, just because you're going to be shooting a camera for several minutes. Yeah. But I think that's, I think it's a great idea. Um, the there's, there's uh so I th did I mention last week I got a turntable? Did I mention that? I got this pretty inexpensive photography turntable. Oh, fun. And well, yeah, because I, 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 the idea is when you're doing the like 3D models of a thing, you want to be able to get it from all sides. And I got this turntable that moves, um, can move as pretty much as slowly as you want. And I still haven't mastered that, but that interests me. The other thing that uh, uh, interests me, have you, have you noticed this? God, I'm sorry. I didn't know we were going to talk about this, so I'm dumb. There's some, some of these kinds of models. They have a thing called extend. Did you notice that? Like, did I get that if you've already done a model, you can continue adding things to it? Like, like let's say you've got a big house like a normal person. Mm -hmm. Like our house, the one thousand approximately living square living feet of our of our house, like that took me. I think I did it. Well, I did. I did it partially several times. But the one time I was like, "This is it. I'm going to scan the house." It took you know, 15 minutes. And at the very least in that 15 minutes, the, the app could crash or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, but like, did it? But like the ones they show on their site, it looks like, wow, you've got like a whole big like grown person house with multiple floors. And like, did they do that all at once and just were patient? Or did they, is, do you stitch it together? And do you know anything about Extend? Have you ever seen this? 
No, I haven't, but I'm assuming Holy this is like cam. to keep it from if it crashes or if it has like a problem. Well, I, I think it's here we go. Polycam extend feature as seen on Reddit. Uh, extend feature allows me to break up sessions in order to. Ooh, neat. And it says here uh, that it may not work. Okay, that seems critical. That it actually work? Well, because like I don't, I don't understand like how this works. I, you, I, it could be explained to me how this works, and I, I think I would kind of get it. But lidar or however this is working is that whether it's through photographs, but it's a combination of depth mapping, right, combined with stuff like not GPS, but what's the word I'm looking for? But like where you are. There's a sense of it knows, like, it like it kind of figures out where you are. Yeah. Like, again, my it's a, tip. It's not a lidar thing exactly. Well, there's lidar. There's lidar. There's room. There's photo, and there's 360. And I think there's some overlap between some of those. I think that could probably be made a little less confusing. But let's say you're just gonna do room, and you hit the room. And I, I, my advice on here here is always like pointed at, unless it tells you otherwise, point at a corner where two walls and the ceiling comes together. That gives it a really good situation. It's well situated about going, okay, this is a corner. And I learn a lot from that first shot, which is that there's a ceiling, there's two walls, and that makes a horizontal, two horizontal lines and a vertical line, right? Does that sound stupid? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, don't just point it at a wall. Right. If you point at a wall, it's boring. There's no, as we see in the 3D community, Grow no manifold up. edge. Yeah. So, but with that, you, you scan, you scan, you scan, you go around. But then what's neat is, when, at least when I lost the fear of doing this wrong, I realized, no, 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 don't just stand in one place. What they recommend is actually an S pattern, like a zoo, zoo, back and forth mm. in different angles, up above. I, I just, you know what? I just put the twinkly lights on our, on our Christmas tree. Those Christmas lights I learned about from Matt Howie that yes. each they're magic, but like when when you put them on, you scan the tree with the lights on, and I don't know how it does this, but it figures out where every single LED that it can see on that tree is. Now you can do the basic one where you just shoot it from the front, and it mostly works great. But then you can also do one where you do multiple shots, multiple, multiple, as many as you want from above, from the side. Again, a skill I didn't have a year ago. Now I think about oh well. I don't just want to shoot this from where my eyeball is. That's bad photography. I want to shoot this from all these different angles. And it figures out, it maps that based on things, I guess, like, with that, I guess it's a little less difficult because it can say, oh, that's a light that's white or that's mm -hmm. a light that's red. But anyway, um, and it's astonishing. You do that, you hit one of those shots, and then you see, you can even see where you didn't do the lights very well because th there's too much like of an obvious line that you would notice with your eyes. Mm. But... But uh, that kind of getting all that stuff down and then doing stuff with it seemed like you, I bet it really re requires you to do it all that one time. Because how does, how do we know? How do we know where you are? It's not going to know. I printed, oh, I didn't send you this. I printed out our house. You, you print, you can print from that? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is how this whole thing kind of started for me because I'm much, a much more ardent fan of printing other people's 3d models yeah i have i've had can you wait can you take this thing and 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 you're saying that you printed it like as a miniature version like a diorama of your own house you printed it yeah <gasps> oh okay for a second i thought you meant you like printed it printed it but you 3d printed it right that's so cool well i mean and this is from a scan john syracuse always makes fun of me about this one scan because there's a wall that looks a little cattywampus but but 
here look at this and you get the basic idea so i shot you know i'd scanned the whole interior of the house and then i just i i thought there's no way this thing's going to work in one print because you know how can i put this i mean you can't just scan something and print it you could but like you know think about trying to use a printer that didn't have postscript or something like how does it get translated from an image into a physical thing well how does it know how many layers for the different parts and, and so forth crazy. like it seems like it could just like all fall apart or end up just as a pile of string that's the first scan of the house that i then was my first scan i asked it was so easy to just export you know into that little button uh do an stl open that up in bamboo slicer and uh and that took like two hours to print it's not perfect. No, it's really cool, though. Isn't it kind of amazing? And you could see how this is probably super useful for people like architects. And oh, yeah. I guess the original... I mean, imagine if you were, you know, an architect, someone who's going to do some remodeling, you're a designer, decorator, you could print this thing out and take it yeah. back and you'd have all the dimensions, everything, you could move stuff. That's so cool. And as always, I want to... So, okay, so when you zoom in, you'll see a lot of strings and like it's a pretty low quality and it's also got some supports I didn't take off. The bookshelves look weird. But um, but for example, oh, this is going to be really hard to suss out from this, but like, so look at the bottom where you see a bay window. Mm -hmm. And so like, you see the couch? In that lower left? Yeah. Like a couch in our table. Yeah. And then that's the TV on the other side on a credenza. And then that's like the shelf at the very bottom left is like where the, the PlayStation, the Switch, the Blu-ray player, all that stuff is. And so something we've been wanting to do for a really long time um, that's just imagine we exactly swapped those two sides. So imagine we put all the TV stuff on that wall on our right and mm -hmm. the couch now goes over on the left and for a lot of reasons that i think that is a very promising idea for all kinds of reasons including where the heat comes in where the coax drop is all this kind of stuff but but I, I i would measure it and like go like oh man if we want it in this exact configuration that's going to be a little bit tight yeah well now i have a way to like really actually sort of model this. I mean, I know there's CAD software that I can't afford for doing stuff like this, but- Why would just, you want to use that if you need to do this? Well, remember though, this also puts out that little floor plan or blueprint and with the measurements. Have you done that yet where you export a room or something as floor plan? No. So, okay, so open up your, I'm sorry, everybody. I hope this isn't too tedious. Open up your Polycam app and then open up any model. Hitting X to go out of here. I go to here. And um, you will see, yeah. So did you bring up like your house? Yeah, I have it right here. Lower right, you see floor plan? Yes. Uh, tab? Yes. Like okay. And in seconds. Hold on. Oh, it's doing its little, why does it pop that little free trial? Did you pay for this thing? I did. I should probably. Oh, here I'll just send it to you then. No, no, yeah. no. I'm I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I'm clicking. But it creates a floor plan with the. There it is. I'm there. Oh, look at that! Isn't that nuts? That's badass. So tell like, them what tell them what we're seeing here. So what we're seeing here is like if you, I, I don't want to say a blueprint because that's not right. It's boop. show me show me all the floor boop, plans. Boop, boop, boop. Uh, it, it's a floor plan like you like a, like you would see like if you're going like consider like renting an apartment. 
and they say, well, we have four shows you have, this is what, this is genius. I didn't Isn't even know it smart? had this feature. I didn't even tap on that thing. Yeah. But you can see then, at least on mine, I can see there's the TV, there's the couch. And so I got a good answer. And the answer is it's probably not going to work exactly the way it's configured now. So then the question becomes, well, what if I want to configure that differently? Mm -hmm. And this kind of gives me the ability to like, see what that would look like in a way that's, I don't know, I'm, I'm probably just talking myself up on this, but I, I, I think of it in terms of like, God, we haven't used this term in a while, rapid prototyping, or like, you know, that rapid development kind of idea of mm. like, I don't know what y'all call it these days, but back when you'd say like, let's, 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 let's plan for this to be something where it's not a waterfall, right? We're going to like do this, test it, see how it works. Like how I imagine you probably prototype a lot of physical things in the world is like, we just keep trying these different combinations and see how it works and make those modest improvements as we go. But with something like this, what's difficult to see sometimes is, oh, like yesterday, so we got a tree the other day mm -hmm. and we moved a bunch of stuff to bring up the tree and then we moved the coat rack and then my wife moved the coat rack back. But I already <laughs> had this thing where I like run into the coat rack sometimes and she put a very, very heavy, large, uh, I believe the term in fashion right now is a capaciously sized bag hanging off it. And every time I go by, the whole thing wobbles and wants to fall over. Well, that's easy enough to do. You just move it over, but you don't want to commit to something where you've got to say a certain length of cable that has to be able to fit this amount of area. And you just never accounted for that because you just assumed if the furniture fits there, everything will work. Right. So I don't know. It's it, for me, it's good to just like get off my procrastination about this stuff. And sometimes a little nerdy bit like this can actually make that more sort of interesting and fun. Does your kid like it? You know, as, as usual, way yeah, less impressed, way less impressed than, Ugh. Yeah, I should have seen, yeah, okay, cool. Like, yeah, um, but like, it's it's our house. Like, it's every room of our house. Neat. Yeah, no, I feel, I feel the same way. I, like, I what, what, what happened? Why don't well, they think anything is cool? Why this is, is nothing another, cool? It's, it's, I know, it's another good thing. Like, I was watching, I was watching, I don't, you know, I've, I've watched a lot of movies with my kid. A lot yeah. of movies with twist endings with him. And, like, we'll be sitting there and, like, okay, perfect example. I, I still think fight club has some value to watch right so we were watching we watched fight club i don't want to spoil anything because there's somebody listening who hasn't seen it who's going to enjoy it but there's a big reveal and the way that they handle the big reveal to the yeah. twist in the movie it's like what and i remember being in the movie theater and watching that and thinking much like another what? movie from that year the sixth sense where you're yes. like what what and when he saw it, I looked over at him and I'm like, yeah, did you see that coming? He's like, yeah, I mean, like I like at 10 minutes in the kids, movie, I figured kids, that out. Like like, I hate, I hate, I literally hate you. I, I literally hate, hate I, you. Can, how can you not? Yeah, I know. I know. I, yeah, it's one of the ones where I am kind of an old man, but at least I'm a self-aware old man title is that <laughs> I know that people like me or Roderick or presumably you um, do a thing that people younger than us don't do as much, which is listen to albums all the way through. Right. Or even most of the way through, or even like, you know, you think about people who are into music that have been into music for 10 or 15 years, it's going to be like, you know, oh, singles, like MP3s that you could buy, stuff like that. Whereas like, and this was proven by my Spotify wrapped last week, which is like, you listen to albums from the very beginning to the very end. And I'm like, I guess I kind of do. Um, but I, I do sometimes wonder, like, 
I do try to account for things like how it was different to come up at a time when you bought an album and listened to an album. There's a materialistic money component to that, as well as an aesthetic component to that. Um, but I always try, I do wonder sometimes, I, I try to, the way I try to frame it, and it doesn't always work, is like, I wonder why we see this so differently, and then I wonder why I wonder that. What is actually surprising about this difference? Because the implication is always young people are weird because they don't do it like we do. Well, yes, but yes, I, yes. But I, sometimes, I, and I was, I was thinking last night, what was I listening to last night? Uh, I think I was listening to The Wipers last night. And I was thinking like, I'm, uh, my kid is so, has such good taste in music, listens to really good music, but is like very much like a Spotify person. And oh, as well as a TikTok person, which is right. important now. Yeah. And like, it's just, I, I'm kind of surprised my kid has not like discovered more old bands that oh, are adjacent. Because yeah. that used to be a really fun thing for me was like, oh, you know, I liked R.E.M. And then I learned about Big Star or, or whatever. And that right. became instrumental in my, and like, I, I try to think about that with, with how he goes through music. And it's, it's almost like an unfair comparison when you try to do these weird time comparisons, but well, you know why I think I it agree with you, though? It's, it's like, like, just sit down and watch the movie and just... Uh, but it's like, I think the reason why it feels to me, and maybe I'm off base about this, it feels to me in a lot of ways that we are more different from our kids because of the world and in the internet especially than we were from our parents. Hmm. In other words, at least this is a theory... At least it's the theory. So, but, so wait, assuming and uh, controlling for something like having kids at a younger or older age. Yeah, maybe that's our, our the maybe that's are, the reason why our kids are more. Well, I'm just toss it out. But like our kids are more. Would you say like culturally different? Yeah. from us than we were from our parents. Yeah, like when I, I, I was, wonder if everybody feels that way. Like I was a kid growing up. What TV shows did you watch on during like the weekday in the summer when you were watching TV? You know, we watch we watch the same watch, crap that our price is right. The price is right, but you watch Donahue. Yeah, but you know what else you watch? Probably you probably watch Mr. Ed. You probably mm -hmm. watch Gilligan's Dennis Island. Dennis the Menace, like Dennis total the garbage. Menace. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. But like those were the same kinds of things that our parents were watching. Like we were watching black and white TV shows on probably oh, right, a black right, right. and white TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we, we were, I didn't have a call. I told actually this is a funny one. I told my kid the other day that a true fact, which is I did not have a color TV in my home until my second or third year of college. Oh wow! Every TV wow. we ever had was a portable black and white when I was a kid. No kidding. Now my mom hated TV. She's like, I'm not gonna buy a TV. That's crazy. Interesting. She would cut the she would cut the cable off. She would cut the. The, the the plug off and then you have to replace the plug wow yeah but you know like TV. like i i feel like the stuff that we were learning about and watching and growing up doing wasn't so significantly different because computers hadn't really they weren't really there until we were what like things were teenagers. speeding up I mean, really, all of the 20th century, things were speeding up for sure. It's just the scale and the breadth of that speeding up is right. so different, right? Right, 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 right. Like, like, growing up, we still read, and I mean, I remember being a young, working adult, going to work, driving in a car to work, and before work, you know what I would do? I would drink coffee and read the newspaper. That's mm -hmm. how I got the news. I would read the newspaper and you'd go into work. During our and kids' someone lifetime, would come up we to subscribe you and, to two papers. <laughs> right. And they would come up to you at work and they'd be like, oh, do you, do you read the paper this morning? Oh, you see that story about this? Yeah, I did. Like that was a normal conversation to have. And at like we would watch the nightly news. 
Like that's what we would do. And then like when Seinfeld was on, everybody would watch Seinfeld and the next day at work. You would say, you see it last night? Yeah, of course I saw it last night. You know? Absolutely. And like the whole, I'm not saying that this is better. I'm not saying it's better or worse. I'm just saying like, like now the idea that you can take two, let's just say two 16 year old kids in the same grade, in all the same classes who live uh, three blocks from each other and the interests that they have, even, even if you know, they've grown up in the same place. Let's say they're the same gender. They're the same religion, the same everything. They're going to be so wildly different that the chance that they both watched the same thing last night is almost zero. Absolutely. And the shows that we do watch, people are seeing such different things. Right. We were watching the second of the three Doctor Who specials over the weekend. And um, the BBC has had a pretty long tradition now of trying to diversify their casting. Mm. And long story short, uh, there's a, a member of royalty from several centuries ago who appears to be an Indian or Pakistani person. Mm -hmm. and, and Billy's like, oh, big controversy. I'm like, what? He's like, oh yeah, people are really mad about this. They're like, and I was like, oh, okay, well, like I can, I guess, I mean, I don't agree with it, but I, I see what, what what the point is. Like, there there would not be an Indian person who was, in this case, Isaac Newton. Sorry, not royalty, but uh, Isaac Newton. So anyway, but like my kid watches and sees such different things than what I see, which is why I don't think I'm gonna really super encourage stuff like Caddyshack. Or stuff like 16 candles which are which are great movies that i look at look at as extremely funny movies with some um pretty uh, hurtful content mm -hmm. in some ways mm -hmm. but the truth is the balance isn't there it's not funny enough for me to pause and explain you know why you know long duck dong is funny <laughs> well that's well that's really ugh, that's really gross and I'm like, okay i guess it's really gross mm -hmm. it took my kid for me to see this is kind of gross although that actor's wonderful G getty what not i think his name is but you know what i mean and but you're absolutely to your point though it's absolutely right there's just uh this is another reason i missed the wonderful podcast tv talk machine where they would just talk about they had these phrases they use like um you know um you know, the Platinum Age of TV, what was the Times of Confusion was the phrase that Jason and Tim would always use. And like Tim Goodwin was a TV critic who was expected to have some insight on something like 400 scripted TV shows mm -hmm. a year, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I, I'm somebody who, there was actually, if I could say a very funny bit about this on SNL last season when Pedro Pascal was on. And it's somebody at the movie, movie uh, you know, quiz show. And they're asking them questions and the, the topic turns to things from like the last year and everybody's like i i just don't know and they're like this 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 blah 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 movie is receives i don't know criticism and da, 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 and it's it's women talking and he goes oh, yeah yeah but like what's the movie called that's the movie the movie's called women talking he's like oh yeah i think i was meaning to see that and he goes it's made twenty thousand dollars <laughs> and he goes oh well <laughs> that's not a very good opening he goes over three weeks <laughs> 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 and I, women talking, oh my God, it's a work of a lifetime by that director. She did an amazing job on that movie, but like, it's so, so easy to just not know what any of this stuff, when they announced all the stuff, so my kid and I are mad about Shadow and Bone not getting picked up, mm -hmm. but then they mentioned the three or four other shows that Netflix was canceling. I had not heard of any of them. And I'm constantly on Netflix going, what should I watch? It's just, anyway, now I'm, now I'm diluting the point, I think, but... 
I don't know why that is, but like it, it is also an opportunity not to always become this particular guy from this episode, but like it is valuable. I'll tell you, I think one of the things not valuable is going, how come everybody's weird but me? Or like, why are these young people so dumb? And it's like, I, I think a lot of us sometimes don't always catch when we sound like exactly the sort of people who made our life miserable when we were young, because I'm, I have come to accept that telling every child they were always doing it wrong is the default response to everything of my childhood. Just every, whatever you're doing, you were doing it wrong. My kid, they had a, they had a uh, I shouldn't say this. My kid had a, um, has a class and uh, the assignment was to talk about the early part of the Holocaust and to do research on mm -hmm. like one part of that and like really dive into one part of the like, you know, first third of that period. And he did a really good job. He wrote this amazing essay. He turned it in like last Wednesday. <laughs> we get a text from the teacher who's like, on Friday at five, we mm -hmm. got a text and the teacher goes, um, all of your students have an assignment that's due at 11.59 p.m. tonight. Please make sure that they're doing it and blah, blah, blah. And and I was like, wait, did you? And I go, you turned that in already. He's like, hey, I turned it in two days ago. I was like, okay, fine. And of course, the, the teacher sent it twice because that's what you do. Mm -hmm. And then on Sunday, we got this nasty gram from the same teacher who said that nobody had turned in the assignment. Like everybody was in trouble. And and I, I was like, wait. You did turn that in, right? Like I don't want to. I don't want to make trouble for you, but I do kind of also want to say, hey, teacher, this does. We seem to have a mismatch in the records here. Then the teacher sent a fourth text and said, oh, my apologies. Uh, some people have turned it in. You can call me if you need to. And I, I just walked away from the whole thing like so bewildered. And yet, that is exactly the kind of thing that happened in every class all the time. If somebody talked, everybody was in trouble. It didn't matter, you know, like Benjamin Franklin says, hit your kid every day. If you don't know what it's for, they will. Like you were just always telling kids how dumb and wrong they were. Right. I don't know. I I, I don't think I'll ever be good at that. And there is still, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say Riz. Don't, don't expect me to say Riz. Wouldn't you it be worse if word? I did say Riz? You don't say Riz. Is that the word Driz? Driz. Riz. 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 There's Riz, but you're also maybe drip. conflating with drip. Yeah. Drip. And that's, that's why, that's why your daddy. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, that Pedro Pascal episode of SNL, it's a good one. Anyhow, are you feeling good about the holiday season? I know you love the holidays. I uh, don't love them, but yeah, it's going to be all right fan. this year. It's going to be okay. It's going to be better. We got a good tree. Do you get tree. a lot? You get a, a, a tree that was once alive or is it a, a Oh, yeah, we got tree? a tree that was once alive. and It's um, lovely. Um, hang on, let me send this. Um. Yeah, no, it's terrific. And uh, so far, we've got Edgar Allan Poe and the Fourth Doctor on on there. But we did get the lights up. And those twinkly lights, man. My wife was like, "I don't like all the color light. We want white lights." And I said, "Sweetheart, that's the thing is they can be white lights. It's just that they're smart white lights. They're you very smart. These twinklies. They're very smart. Yeah. All right. Do we? Can you put a link to these lights? Uh, the mm -hmm. the Matt Howie lights. Yeah. The thing that's the only thing that's a little confusing, and I go through this increasingly every year is. I guess, I guess I bought them when they were a fairly new product and there's like five or six different models and the capabilities of these have gone way up since then, but it kind of makes it a lot I have, of course, I always have to sort of start over and, you know, reconnect everything and make sure the Wi-Fi stuff is correct and all of that. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of different models, but it's pretty straightforward. And I get the feeling if you buy any modern ones now, they're going to be real easy to deal with. 
Twinkly, mm. put it into notes. Dan, where, where, where can people find show notes for this episode of your Back to Work program? Oh, do we know the number? Let's see if uh, I can I can come oh, up with shoot. that. Oh, shoot. I put that right onto you, didn't I? It uh, is going to be at backtowork633.limo slash 633. Or is it? Isn't it? I think it's 633. It Go to backtowork.limo and you'll get all the info you need about this program. And you'll see a picture of Howard Hughes in a bathroom. That's what's important. Let's talk about, about something, something important. important. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's button this up. All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin Man. Mm -hmm.